Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I, I don't know why. I maybe I do. Uh, I, I, I think. Again, maybe my genetic wiring is is different, or maybe I'm looking for uh, realness in interviews. But I don't know why people don't admit mistakes. I, I'll, I'll give Pete Carroll a pass on this one because Jamal Adams is still and will be a member of the Seattle Seahawks for a long time, even though he's out for the rest of the year. But we've talked about this a bunch this week is the, the Jamal Adams trade, the subsequent contract, and now the injury that's going to keep him out for the year. Pete Carroll was asked about it on Sirius XM NFL Radio. He had this to say impact on us had a great season last year statistically you know all the attention went to the sacks and all that which kind of dried up this year you know we we kept trying and they, you know obviously that part of it didn't happen but he still played he played terrific football he had a couple picks and had a lot of big plays and tons of open field tackles and hits and all of that so he's been a big part of the team and we're going to really miss him and, and I know he's taking it really hard because he wants to be out there with his guys but um, we got to get him fixed up now yeah he just said it's a, a terrific trade now look in fairness you can't say it was a bad trade when he's still on your roster, right? When it's when he's off of your roster, then you can have full perspective. Um, and I do think that if you if you contextualize it and you say, like, look, I understand that everyone's talking about this trade and looking at it through the lens of now, but a really smart person looks at it through the lens of when the trade actually took place. And when it took place, you know, we badly needed a safety and we thought it would cover up. One player could cover up some of our other weaknesses. 
and we thought Jamal Adams was the perfect guy. Hindsight being 2020, could you say we over overspent in draft picks? Maybe. Could you say we overcompensated financially? Maybe. Uh, but the reality is the context of the time made it a really good trade. Is it a really good trade now? No, it is not. We're not a playoff team. We don't have first round draft picks. And oh yeah, by the way, a good portion of our cap is locked up in a guy who's going to be coming off of injury who's not as good as his billing. Outside of that, it was a wonderful trade. I think the only, I could be the only one, I think the only win in this thing, the only win is if you say in the context of the time and we did make the playoffs last year and if not for injuries before the playoffs, maybe the outcome is better. Bayer, you're a Seahawks fan. You know this. You study this stuff. You tell me, is Pete Carroll right? Is he dead wrong, or is it somewhere in the middle because Jamadam is still on the team? Well, I, I I don't know if it's in the in in the middle. I I think there's still time, obviously, left. If uh, especially if you've signed him to the extension, but it has not worked out to how you would have hoped. Even at the time of the trade, as you said, there were people questioning the value of it. So I think that will always be be in question. To your point of him saying this, though, not only is it because Jamal Adams is on his team. I don't remember a lot of times GMs or head coaches or president of football operations ever really admitting that it was a bad deal or someone took them for a trade. So I don't know if we'll ever see that sort of admittance from Seattle on what the the trade did. If you got Jamal Adams for two second rounders, I still think you're saying, okay, I don't know if it's necessarily been worth it, but to the point of Pete Carroll saying what he's got to say, yeah, he's got to say it, but for what Seattle, what you gave up in that sort of thing, um, yeah, it just it doesn't work out, doesn't match up. No, no, but I mean, what, what is he? I mean, can he, can he say it was Never. a bad trade? You can't right? do it. He, you can't do it when he's out of Seattle. You can't do it when Jamal Adams is maybe on a different team. Like you're not gonna, you just I, you, you don't you rarely hear that. I even trying to come up with an instance where someone has said, "Yeah, we missed on that deal, or that didn't work out," because it's happened so, you know few times mm. okay there's sac- well, what about you, what about you jay Stu? what do you what do you think of 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 how p carroll answers the question he he did not have to go overboard right i think the diplomatic way to answer that question is look let, at, at the end of the deal or you know give it give it a couple years before we uh we, we weigh in on this and i mean he didn't have to call the trade terrific because he looks tone deaf you know he there was a way of answering that question where he wouldn't offend Jamal and he wouldn't look like an idiot. <laughs> Fair point. Um, I don't think he looked like an idiot. I just think he looked like a guy who's doing the rah-rah thing, which is what he he likes to do, right? That That's, you know, that's, that's Pete Carroll, the always positive Pete Carroll. You know? Yeah, there's, you know, there's, to Jamal Adams' defense... There was a lot that was obviously asked of him because of the value. It's not like the Seahawks are loaded at a lot of spots. Cornerback has been an issue for them. Quandre Diggs, the other safety, has actually been really good. Their pass rush, again, as we talked about for a reason why Jamal Adams was brought in, uh, again, one of the worst in the NFL. Daryl Taylor, has got five sacks, leads the team, and that's 40th best in the NFL. I think they're in the bottom, uh, one of the bottom three teams, not in the bottom third, but one of the bottom three teams in sacks per game. They can't get off the field. So there's there's a lot that's wrong with them. And and so it's not necessarily all on Jamal Adams, but when you are paying that price for someone on, on defense and you're also paying Bobby Wagner a lot of money, you would hope that the defense would be a bit better. Yes, John Ramos. I was going to say for you, Doug, and also Dan, obviously as a Seahawks fan and stuff, was last week's because we were just ta- you were just talking about Doug how much you loved San Francisco's next couple of series of games, they could go from being what two and four to like eight and four whatever they had a really good schedule coming up and yet the Seahawks beat them they beat them at the home was that shocking to you was that was that, that was mean- very, it was very surprising to me although I do know as Dan has pointed out like there's just a there's a history that Seattle beat San Francisco when it's in Seattle like that. Since Pete Carroll's been there, that's been sunrise in the east and sets in the west. And see, I just I thought that this was a year when they were Seattle was done and and San Francisco had such great momentum. I also like look, Debo fake, Samuel being out hurt San Francisco as well. Correct, yeah. and the fake punt, right? If those two, you know, the fake punt was a complete game changer, complete game changer. 
So it's not just a fake punt. It was a fake punt for a touchdown. You know? Yeah, and, and it's a it's a fake punt from a team that is one of the better punters in the NFL and a team that has also been thought to be very conservative. And to do it in that game against a division rival, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. They they actually, Doug, when you look at how they played with Geno Smith as quarterback, we talked about those three games where they were in overtime against uh, – uh, against uh, Pittsburgh, where they had an opportunity, like they weren't they weren't out of those games to win. They had opportunities to actually to win when Geno Smith was there. They weren't great, but they had opportunities to win. They're sitting there at four and eight, and right now the last final wild card spot is six and six, and that final wild card is held by the 49ers. So in a crazy world, if you end up winning these next couple of games, and you have the Texans, you have the Lions, you have the Bears on your schedule, they aren't out of the playoff picture. So if you turned around one of those outcomes and you win these games, then maybe the narrative around them is a little bit more different, a little bit different than Jamal Adams. But being 4-8 and eight and not cashing in on any of those close calls in those games really hurts them. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig, but no, you're, you're No, you're painting an honest picture. Like you're not putting lipstick on a pig. You're painting an honest picture of a guy who pays attention to everything that happens on his team. Like, it's not putting lipstick on a pig. That's an honest perspective of it. You know, from a complete and total homer. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be. There. They lost. Listen, they lost to the Saints by three on Monday Night Football with Geno Smith at quarterback. They lost to the Steelers by three in overtime. The Packers game that Russell Wilson came back, they were never really in. The Cardinals game, kind of the same thing. But then the Washington game, you know, a two point conversion away from tying it. And. And again, it's not to say that the Seahawks are a good team, but at four and eight, it's very easy to 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 focus on the negatives or where they may have gone wrong. I don't know if they'd be a six and six team. I don't know if their value would be six and six, but there is a scenario where they could be six and six, and maybe not the backlash on Jamal Adams and specifically Jamal Adams would would be as bad as it is. Yes, I I think that's that's completely and utterly fair. Don't let age beat you. Fight w- back with M-Drive, the supplement for driven men that supports natural testosterone production that boosts your energy and strength and find it at mdriveformen.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. You know, it, it is funny. I will I will say this, and is we, we all do this thing as fans where we only look at the games that they should have won, and we're like, hey, they should have won this game. They should have won that game. And then, you know, it was me. It's like, you know, those do even out. There's games that they should have lost that they won as well, right? Is there at least one of those? Um, I, they beat the Colts handedly. They had no troubles with the Jaguars. I think last week they had two turnovers at the one-yard line by Gerald Everett. Uh, so even San Francisco making a late push, mm-hmm. I still think that that the Seahawks, you know, probably should have you know, won that game. And then the game in San Francisco, they were awful in the first half. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, ended up getting hurt, so Trey Lance had to come in. Maybe that would be the one that you would point to. They still won 28-21. to mm-hmm. Well, I could just say, like, if I'm with the Chargers, yeah. you look at, like, well, they should have beaten the Cowboys and they should have had this one, should have beaten the Vikings. Like, yeah, but there's some other games that they maybe should have lost yeah. that, they end up, that they end up winning. Seahawks were also up 24-9 to on the Titans at halftime in Week 2. Blew that game. Derrick Henry went went crazy and lost in overtime. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Please tell me, Jason Stewart, you're being sarcastic, right? No, no, no. I, I go on record every year on my Twitter. This is my favorite holiday song of all time. Why? Um, I think it more of it's like the beat. It's a great beat. It's got some great artists. The artists are it's outstanding. Uh, it's got a good message, but uh, to me, this is like this is the the premium holiday song. I I don't I, I don't get it. Help! What's good about this one? Oh man, this is right up my alley. It's like it's got kind of an alternative sound, right, John? I mean, it's uh, and it's uh, really Ramos. Kinda... Ramos, I need, I need your help with something. Okay, can I have my Nat King Cole? I mean, the greatest. Uh, this sure. Is, this is this is the best. No, holiday song. No, 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 no. Listen, just listen for a second. And I, I actually get a little emotional when I listen to the song. There's a lot of reasons why. Um, but Nat King Cole and his uh, Christmas song, it's called The Christmas Song, is the greatest Christmas song ever. And I don't even, you know, like I was raised Jewish, but this is, this is, that wasn't it. This is it, I believe. You combine the wonderful strings of an orchestra with one of the most sultry voices ever and a truly meaningful song. I Your I think what Jason's saying is but, this is a great song. It's just he likes that song as well. That's all. No, I think no one's diminishing the that King Cole song. I mean, it's not close. It's a one seed, 16 seed. Well, again, I think that was his personal. Right, I, then he has the worst music oh. year of all time. <laughs> Boy, he does have already, a little char varied sometimes. I, I would say this. You're right when you say this is nothing like right. the other song. It isn't. They're opposite ends of the musical spectrum. Yes, I, one I is, like them both. One is amazing and fantastic. The other one's just a song. For ring. I, Wait, it's I disagree. Right, this is a... If it's from one to 
Though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. I mean, come on. No doubt. And and that's a great song to like have by a fire and your family's around you and you got the, the hot cocoa. That's a great song. My song yeah. isn't the family tune. You know, my song is just kind of kick ass. It does? Yeah, it's a kick ass tune. It, really? Yeah. I think ACDC kicks us, right? You know, we wouldn't talk like this, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, Buyer, help me out here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want my help in this uh, sort of. Uh, you may want to look elsewhere. I, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas, for sure. In fact, that song is what prevented my favorite song, Last Christmas, to not be number one uh, in the UK. Up until last year, it finally broke through and was the number one song, but the George Michael penned Last Christmas was always my favorite. Which Another been, great one. Yeah. Played so much over the last two years, but I still it's still my favorite. Yeah. I mean, when you have the the star-studded lineup that is in the in Jason's favorite, it's my wife's favorite as well. Yeah, I don't like those. I mean, I, I remember like we are the world. Remember we are the world. Like we yes. are the world. I I just don't like those ensemble. Let's everybody sing a line to a song thing. Like this is a. I mean, we talked about that. You said I believe Jason's where you said is the greatest holiday. Your your and I understand it's your perspective. Everybody has their own belief, right? But it's the greatest holiday song ever. That's what you said, right? My favorite holiday song ever. Yep. No, you said it's the greatest holiday. Okay. In my opinion, I'll, I'll say that's the greatest. Yeah, to me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the thing that I do like about the ensemble ones as well is you really do get an idea of who is better. When you're up in the same song and you're listening and you're hearing, you know, you're hearing George Michael, you're hearing Sting, you're hearing Bono, just like we are the world of like, yeah, you've got, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson, all these voices, like the ones that hit, you're like, okay, and who really stands out in a room of stars? And these songs sometimes prove that very true they also try and top each other though with their voices yep right it's like let me show you how much better my voice is than yours even though i only have one line to sing (laughs) (laughs) one line which i will say this like i give huey lewis even more props we bring up huey lewis in the news a lot here even at we are the world like i really like his line and it makes me appreciate him even more True story, true story kyle brant and i used to have this discussion about this song kb okay kb we um his favorite part is uh, is the George Michael part. My favorite part is the Boy George. And I went on Twitter and said Boy George is superior in the song, and Boy George unfollowed me. Oh, yeah, I got unfollowed <laughs> by Boy George. Wow. Um, apparently, he did really want to hurt you. <laughs> he really wanted to make you cry. Uh, it was that. Mm-mm. That was also a Mm-mm. nice way to say that he followed you in the first place. Yes, that was that was that was a, that was a humble brag. Yeah. It was somehow worked in. A oh wait, brag. did I say unfollow? No, he blocked. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, yeah, my, my my version was much uh, better. No, he blocked oh, me. Oh, okay. I blocked you. Huey Lewis, by the way, seventy-one years old. Wow, seventy-one years old. Seventy-one. Um, what is your favorite Huey Lewis in the news song? Uh, yeah, you know, Power of Love's pretty good. Um, bam, 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 right? Synonymous with Back to the Future. Also, Back in Time. Yes. You know? Yeah. Hip to be square. Remember Hip to be square? Stuck with you is a pretty good one. Yeah, if this is it, I think. I think that's yeah, probably the best one. Yeah. If this is it, do up. Please let me. All right, we'll get to um, Dan Byer, then to Andrew Brent. <laughs> Dan Byer in the news, a new uh, new band that's coming out. <laughs> Steelers and Vikings, week 14 tonight. Uh, to be square. Dalvin Cook expected to go for Minnesota. Had that dislocated shoulder just 11 days ago, but should play tonight. You'll see it on Fox, covered starting at 7.30 Eastern time. Tennessee Titans claim linebacker Zach Cunningham off of waivers from the Texans. Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb going to be out a while, according to his head coach, Matt LaFleur. That's because Cobb is dealing with a core injury. Cowboys are a bit banged up going up against Washington on Sunday. They got Mike McCarthy back in the building today, but linebacker Micah Parsons was limited with a hip injury in practice. And running back Tony Pollard says he'll be a game-time decision because of a torn plantar fascia in 
in his foot. Former Browns and Raiders head coach Hugh Jackson is the new head football coach at Grambling State. Yahoo says that Clemson OC Tony Elliott deciding on taking the Virginia head coaching job or maybe he'll just stay with the Tigers. Arizona Coyotes have paid all of their back taxes to the city of Glendale and will not be locked out of their arena. Doug, back to you. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Well, that's good. Good. You still get to use the arena because you paid your tax bill super late. Andrew Brandt joins us here, uh, covers the business of sports. He's got his own podcast that focuses on the business of sports. By the way, he's on Twitch tonight uh, during the Thursday night football game. Steelers Vikings. This one feels like a wrap. Minnesota's a three point favorite. And I think Dalvin Cook, if you were just listening to to Dan Beyer, like feels like Dalvin Cook's going to play, and uh, but they don't have Adam Thielen. But I, I think the more interesting part is Ben Roethlisberger. Like, there's some, there's a story out there that's very likely to be his last season in Pittsburgh. Who didn't know this was his last season in Pittsburgh, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you were asking that, Doug. It just seemed like this was predetermined. And there was a lot of speculation. I think you and I even talked about this in the, in the offseason last year, whether he'd be back at all. He came back with a pay cut of $5 million. He went from 19 to $14 million, I believe. And usually when that happens to a frontline quarterback, at least the team, and I've been in this situation from the team side, at least the team gives them a way to earn it back in terms of incentives and playtime and performance. There's not any of that in this contract. Which kind of tells me that the Steelers decided, okay, we've got no better options for 2021, and we can lower him five million because what was his market if he said no to that? And uh, there they are. So I, I don't, I don't think it's any surprise that this is the swan song for Ben Roethlisberger, and he's outlasted the two compatriots from the 2004 draft, Eli and Philip Rivers. And it's time. That's no shame on him. It's just time. The bigger question, of course, is what's their plan, which no one seems to know. No, I don't even know if they know, right? Right. I, I don't even know if they, they know what it what it is. Andrew Brandt joining us, former NFL executive, host of the Business of Sports podcast. Uh, okay, so let's let's look at the Kirk Cousins contract, which is – it, the the initial one fully guaranteed felt like a question one. The second one felt like a bad one. But did it did it open up the cap space? Is that why they doubled down on Kirk Cousins to keep him? Yeah, and this is what happens with these huge contracts. And he had a huge one due to free agency four years ago. When they get into the last year, the cap number becomes so high. And in that case, I don't know what it was in the high thirties, even yeah, high thirties that for people that don't know, the easy way to create cap space is to convert big salary into bonus. And what do you do? You lower the short-term cap, and you push out cap in unamortized bonus, prorated bonus, over future years. The problem, of course, is if you have a separation, which ironically is what we're going to be talking about next year for Roethlisberger where all of this unamortized bonus that you pushed and pushed and pushed will come back to haunt you. It's not the way I managed the cap in Green Bay. I was much more conservative, try to pay as you go. But that's what they had to do at Cousins because they were so stressed cap-wise. He took advantage of that, he and his agent. And Kirk Cousins, for whatever you think, is going to go down as one of the most business-savvy players in the history of the league. What he's accomplished with two franchise tags, the first long-term guaranteed contract of any veteran in NFL history, and this $66 million extension for two years, impressive. (laughs) I mean, from my point of view, extremely impressive. From the business side of sports, but for the business of of the Vikings, it's, it's handcuffed them, hasn't it? It has, and to the point where he's become, again, we sort of pop around to different quarterbacks, He's become like a Matt Ryan for next year. In other words, he's too expensive to cut. And this is where you sort of get caught up in moving on to the future. You know, I, I didn't like the pick of Kyle Pitts for the for the Falcons, no matter how great he is as a tight end, because they need a succession plan. 
So it's it's always this question of when's too early or too late to draft a quarterback. As you know, my history with Green Bay, we always drafted one before everyone thought we were needing one. Then you get in this other situation where what's your plan, like Pittsburgh or like Chicago, finally had to get one. And, you know, it's all these kind of things that, that go into franchise building. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so... Pete Carroll's come out and said that Jamal Adams' trade was still a great trade. Now, keep in mind, it's, it's fair to point out Jamal Adams, you know, got hurt, so it's not like you could have seen that coming. But the two first-round picks and a third round for Jamal Adams and a fourth-round pick, in addition to which they gave him a huge contract, I think 30-plus guaranteed $70 million overall. It wasn't just the trade. It was knowing you had to give him a big contract as well. Yeah. Uh, if if I were Pete, I I understand you have Jamal Adams under contract. You can't say it was a bad trade, but you could have pointed people to contextualize it. Look, hey, at the time in which we made it, it looked different than it looks now with him being out for the year. Uh, but in your world, again, the business of the NFL, was it a good trade? I don't get it, and I'm and again, this is hard for me to say on national radio because I consider John Schneider, who I worked with seven years in Green Bay, a good friend and an astute general manager and one of the best. But I didn't get this trade from the beginning. And let's put aside the injury. We're not going to grade it based on the injury. Grade it on trading two number ones for a safety. And I don't care how great a safety is. This is my discussion, why you don't take Kyle Pitts in the fourth pick, why you don't take Saquon Barkley in the second pick. I just think when you're talking about massive resource allocation, such as a top five pick, such as two number one picks, it's got to be high-value positioning. It's got to be quarterback, offensive left tackle, defensive pass rusher, shutdown cornerback. That's it. That's it. I, I don't – I just think that we're, people get caught up in Saquon's the best running back in history and Kyle Pitt's the best tight end. No. There's no margin of error, and there was no margin of error for Adams. He had to be all pro. And I just don't get the trade. You look, you look at the Eagles – get Darius Slay, I would think a lot of people would rather have Darius Slay than Jamal Adams for a third and a fifth. So there's your comparison there. It's a very, very smart comparison. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I'm I'm interested in this, the Rams, right? They haven't performed to the level of people's expectations. Troy Aikman's like, look, you can't put together all-star teams. Uh, Do you think it's the way in which it's built, or do you just think the guys they built it with aren't that good. Yeah, I mean, I think we're hitting a theme with this segment, Doug, and I'm, I admit, I, I and the Packers, and I believe in the Packers because I was there 12 years, you know, it's not a popular sentiment among fans. It's You don't go for quick fixes. You don't put together this kind of team. You're homegrown. Football is different than super teams in basketball with so few players. I, it just has... I just think what the Rams lose without draft picks is a real kind of depth and infrastructure of the team. Like, forget about even the number ones in Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey. They trade a two and a three next year for Von Miller, and he's a free agent. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And, of course, Denver will use those picks to try to get Aaron Rodgers or whatever it may be, but... I'm like, why? Why? Why give up valuable resources for a guy that's on the downside of his career? And, you know, you can justify Beckham because they didn't give up even a, a seventh-round pick. But Beckham's not the answer there. And, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be tough for that team to sustain success, not even knowing what kind of success they'll have this year. Uh, the the Patriots winning, throwing the ball three times is the most Patriots thing ever, isn't it? And here they are back. But what's interesting is, to many people, how they spent in the offseason. Now, what I pointed out was, like, it was a rare confluence of events. They had cap space. Some of that was because Brady was off the docket. They got Gronk off the docket, right? They they had salaries that, that went away. And some of it was the rest of the league was having to save money because the cap went down and they had cap space. Um, it seems, to you know, usually going out in the free agent market is buyer beware, right? One third of free agents hit. 
Why is right. it working for the Patriots? Well, their team is working, and certainly they they exerted their will the other night in a way I haven't seen all year. Um, both offensive and defensive lines, just amazing performance. I, I don't know if we can say the free agent spending's working, Doug. It's what they they had the money. What they did, and and you can't criticize Belichick ever as a coach, but as a GM, I don't think I think they underestimated the impact of pandemic spending. I mean, they paid usual top retail prices for two tight ends, for Aguilar, for whoever else they they signed, and they didn't need to. I mean, no one was going to pay Jonu Smith and the other tight end that kind of money. And and Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. But how do you how do you argue with it now? I mean, right? Just what you said. It's it's working. And I think the question we all have about all the NFL is who's gonna merge from this kind of group of four or five teams in the NFC and group of four or five teams in the AFC who all are kind of jockeying. Patriots look good right now, but we'll see in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We will see in a few weeks. I'm not, not going crazy about it, but we could yeah. have. I mean, like, look, we could be in a position, Brady Belichick Super Bowl. Is that, <laughs> is, is that the, the biggest Super Bowl out there? Or is it, is it Rodgers versus Mahomes? Like, what's, what's the biggest Super Bowl out there? I'm partial. <laughs> you know I'm partial. I mean, I think Packers, Patriots maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, all of them have great storylines. But it's funny. In August, I picked the small market Super Bowl. I picked Buffalo Green Bay. Buffalo's not looking so good right now, but we'll see if they respond. It's a real coaching challenge for Sean McDermott, who I know. And uh, this is – you talk about he's got – in 10 days, he plays him again. So what a coaching challenge for to to be embarrassed like he was the other night and come back in New England in 10 days. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Andrew Brandt. Check him out on Twitch tonight. He also has his Sunday 7 newsletter. You can follow him on social media. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Always enjoy it, Doug. Thanks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Can I ask a really dumb question? This is a dumb question. Is Rumpa Pum Pum just part of the song, or is there an actual meaning to Rumpa Pum Pum in terms of Christmas and Christianity that I don't know about because I didn't grow up Christian? Just my opinion, I think it's just rumpa pum pum. I don't think it has a meaning to it. Jason? I, th- I think it's uh it's it's them trying to simulate what a drum sounds like. It's a the little drummer boy right. and there being a drum. Rum bum bum bum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh Bayer, do you agree with that? That that sounds right to me, but I think they're missing a part. They're missing Barumpa Bum Bum. It's pa rum pum pum Oh, it's P. I thought it was a PA. B. P-A, I guess. I don't think it's rum pum 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 Yeah. So it is pa rum pum pum I thought it was a B. <laughs> hmm. um, it sounds okay. like a B, doesn't it? It sounds. I thought it sounded like ba rum pum I always thought it was a B. Let's see what Metro Lyrics has to say. I'm just I'm looking I'm looking at it online and it says pa rumpa pum pum. I don't know. I, I, that could be. That it very well could be. A to Z lyrics, anybody any help? Like those are the only two lyric sites that I ever go to and fifty percent of the time they're wrong. Yeah, this is on uh 41051.com, Christmas Carol lyrics. Mm. So who knows? Last updated by Jared four nine seven three two four six one. I saw this eight six seven five three zero nine. Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer, eight six seven five three zero nine. Coming to the stage. Let's get to the press. The press. Buyer. I, I do want to do the to, uh, start doing the present breakdown thing. Jason, can we get an expert on to tell people how to get a PS5 or an Xbox? <laughs> sure. Let me look for it. Seriously. Uh, I agree with you, by I'll the way. A, we'll do a shoe segment as well, <laughs> right? Because every everyone's kids want to get some of these old Air Jordans. We'll discuss them as well. Um, And then there's this virtual reality thing that all the kids are asking for. Oculus. Have you guys seen this deal, Oculus? Yeah, Lucas loves that. He keeps telling me if he wants it. Yeah, then you find out how much it is. You're like, okay. It's, it's pretty cheap compared to the other virtual reality stuff. That's what I've been told. Oh, my 
Comparatively speaking, yes. Let's get to Dan Byer. Dan, I've got, got some video game news to uh, to pass along to you guys. I do want to tell you this. I had ordered some some pictures and stuff to do for the holidays, and I uh, told my wife on which uh, store to go to. It starts with a wall, but she went to the wrong <laughs> one with a wall. Representative Byer. And then in front of the people, just completely blamed it on me. Just saying, you told me this one this morning. Not yelling at me, but just making sure that the worker heard that <laughs> I was the one to give her the wrong information. Don Byer. I feel bad because she's got to haul the baby, you know, and and do all that stuff. But yeah, not that bad because you just blamed her on national radio. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> Revenge is mine, Doug. Let's start out with some Seahawks news when it comes to the status of Russell Wilson. Wilson said today that he didn't say he'd consider going to Denver, the Saints, or the Giants, saying it's a non-story. There was a report yesterday quoting a source is saying that those are the teams that Russell would waive his no-trade clause to. In fact, Russell said today to reporters that he intends to fulfill his Seahawks contract, which expires at the end of the 2023 season and says he wants to play for Seattle for 20 years. Forever! I want to play for Seattle forever. Right. Look, I, I understand you can't say, yeah, I'd waive my trade clause for that. But these stories get out because Russell allows them to get out. We all do understand that, right? Like, they don't just come out of nowhere like, oh, somebody just drops this story in there. So, I, again, I... I realize that it's not easy for Russell Wilson to answer these questions. Like, it's just not. Okay? It's not super simple to answer those questions and, and, and then say, you know, no, I want to play here the rest of my career when it's pretty obvious that you don't. On the other hand, if you really, really didn't want to answer the questions, my advice would be don't leak these stories out. That's, that's a simple advice. Go Hawks. EA Sports had to come out today and on Twitter say that they have not announced a specific time frame for the release of the new NCAA college football game. Now, months ago, Matt Brown uh, has the uh, extra point site. He obtained documents that said EA Sports was set to launch the game in the summer of 2023. Right. That became news again today. Right. But EA Sports saying they have not announced a specific time frame for the release of that game, but we expect it not Uh Next summer, but the summer after that. Okay. 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 So we're still a summer away? Yeah, still okay. a summer away. So by then, Thanks. hopefully, John will get his PS5, and you will Uh-oh. have yours as well. Yeah, there'll too. be a PS6 available, and I'll get the PS5. <laughs> That's exactly It's what been happens. a year. I, I don't know how somebody can't be available for one. one week since I found a PS5. <laughs> can't find it's one for Lucas. Week. Can't find him. Got to buy him something else. <laughs> <laughs> they... They dropped it into Walmart and said I'm crazy. <laughs> I went to Walmart. Should have went to Walgreens. <laughs> EA Sports is going to release. You sent me to the wrong wall. <laughs> oh. You need me on that Walmart. <laughs> you want me on that Walmart. They they are both kind of in the same area, so it's not going to be too far of a trek, but... Uh, sorry, sorry, love for missing uh, messing that one up. EA Sports did say that they my are bad in, dog, my they, bad. They are Roger including that. women's national hockey teams in an updated version of NHL 22. So if you want, you could play uh, women's national games with uh, Team USA, Team Canada, and other countries as well. Chip Kelly, Why? Doug. Yeah, well, Why? Well, because there are a lot of people that play video games and may want to play. There are a lot of girls that play video games. Maybe they want to play the uh, female hockey. Yeah. Now, do you get to play against female teams or just yeah, their team like a, against Yeah, teams? I, I think they're going to be put in the game, and I'm sure you can play in a, any variety, whether it be That's a, cool. all women's tournament or – That's cool. Like, I don't think, I don't think you want to see them take on the, yeah, the Islanders <laughs> or the Flyers. <laughs> uh, hey, why not? Chip Kelly, uh, well, Oregon has asked UCLA if they can talk to Chip Kelly about their head coaching vacancy. Hey, what do you think? Can we talk to them about our – no. You know, by the way, UCLA, you can say no. Yeah. Again, like, it doesn't stop them from going. And maybe in a preview of the Heisman, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, the AP College Football Player of the Year. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Dan Byer make a pick on tonight. I'm Vikings not confident to win and cover and win. Okay, 44 is over under. Uh, give me the over. The over. Mm, okay. What about you there, Jay Stu? Steelers and the points. Hmm. I'm going to take... Uh, 
I'm going to pass in this game. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.